Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hey, everybody. What is up? Hey, Dr. Dan. Does Dan's mic work? It does. <laughs> oh, well, we think it does. I hear you, my friend. I hear you. Does everybody in the chat hear you? That's the question. Uh, yeah. Oh, get your noon. Yay. So, for the first time in Guitar Stories podcast history, Dan is live from the very beginning of the show. Welcome, Dan. <laughs> hey, welcome, Andy. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I have been ill, my friend, as you know, as you know. I've done nothing since the podcast last week. I've really just existed. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were miserable. I, I received those texts that were so pessimistic, which is... <laughs> it was like the, the other so... side of me. But, yeah, uh, yeah. That was very, very unendy, to put it this way. Yeah, it was like, leave me alone. I don't like guitar, and I'm not in the mood to be funny. And that was pretty much how it was. And uh, yeah, and I didn't like food. I didn't do anything. It was just like existing for a week. So, you know, at the end of my life, I, I'm going to try and get a, an extra week just to replace that week. Hopefully. Fingers yeah. crossed for that. Um, how are you, mate? Have you been busy? Have you been ill? Have you been well? What have you been up to? I've been in, I've been good. I've been good. Very busy, but uh, well, that's usually the case around that time of the year. And I'm super glad to be back again because we've got so much stuff to talk about, and we have a great guest too. We do. Shall we say hello and welcome to everybody in the live chat over on the YouTube channel? Hello, everybody. It's nice to see some familiar names popping up and some familiar themes as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also hello to all our podcast listeners. It's good to have you back. And we're looking forward to a great episode with you. Yeah, we've got a guest. Um, yeah. The guest we've we've changed from last week is possibly not going to appear halfway through this part like Alan did last week. <laughs> we <had laughs> you Alan never know. Brinti I don't know, but that was so funny. I had so much fun with Jen and Alan last week that I could have podcasted um, for at least another hour. But uh, I could see, yeah. I could see uh, everybody was starting to just slide down in their chairs. It was funny. Um, you oh, might notice. Uh, Anthony, Sorry, Anthony is already there. Make weird music to everyone yeah. in the chat. This is Anthony. I've just been chatting with him on Skype, and um, he's going to join us in about ooh, twenty minutes. We're going to do some news. We're going to do some gear stuff, and um, and then we'll get get all that going. Um, all right. Sarang's asking in the chat: Is this week's guest Ola's Chuggo, and is he sitting behind Andy near the cabs? Now that over there, that's Bob. <laughs> Um, so if you're listening to this, this is going to be weird. But if you're watching this on YouTube, that's Bob who helps me focus my cameras. He makes an appearance sometimes in the live stream. He shouldn't be over there, but silly me has forgotten to move him. But um, now he's there. We'll at least face him. <laughs> Andy, you got you got to explain who Bob is because otherwise people will just assume that it's some kind of Austrian slave that's in your cellar. He uh, <laughs> careful. He. Um... <laughs> He sits where I normally sit over there, and I focus my cameras using Bob, who was originally just a polystyrene head, but he's gained a wig and some glasses over the past few months. <laughs> Are those but, your uh, glasses, like old ones? Uh, no, they're uh, they're sunglasses from my son, my son's sunglasses, who um, <laughs> and they've popped the lenses out, you know, because he's three and breaks stuff. But uh, ironically, Bob's out of focus right now. Weird. <laughs> anyway, enough Bob talk. Uh, you might notice, everybody, there is a logo down. Hang on, down, down there. 
Right down, not that one. That's the Guitar Stories podcast. It's all the way down. We're going to have better at this, Dan. No, you're on the, on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> we have a sponsor. That's why. The right. So Bulldog Music Gear is sponsoring the whole of December. And, Dan, we have a giveaway, which we'll talk about a little later. Oh, everybody, Dan's gone small. Dan has gone small already. Again? Dan's gone smaller. Oh, well. Uh, even smaller. Wow. Uh, this is this is quite a, a surprise. We hope to uh, improve the connection speed at some point uh, when when Dan moves studio. So um, please don't blame blame Austrian. Not my. I think. No, no, just my fault. But um, oh, we've made Dan <laughs> slightly bigger. Okay. Right. Um, have you got any guitar news, Dan? Guitar we news, yeah. Shall we roll the guitar, guitar news? Stuff. Here we go. News. Yeah. We're back. The chat has gone because we have some All news. Right. Dan is super small. Dan, um, which news would you like to do first? Would you like to do your news? No, no, no. Let me let me just introduce your news because today Andy was very, very excited and I was like, okay, what's wrong? What's wrong? And then I just read, all right, there's another new fuzz pedal. And I was thinking, like, uh, I don't get the fuzz about the fuzz pedal. But then I, I dove a little bit into that, and it turned out it's a pretty interesting news. Andy, can you, you know, give us a little bit of a rundown? Yeah, Boss um, have announced finally the thing that we were kind of talking about, was a craft pedal, and it is this, the TB2W, which is um, in conjunction with Solar Sound. Um, They've teamed up, and, and Boss said they were doing something they've never done before, which meant it couldn't be the FZ2, which a lot of people thought it was, the, the classic Boss fuzz, uh, fuzz pedal. But it is a fuzz, and it is a tone bender. And, um, of course, I want it. I mean, I, I, I could just watch that little slideshow go round and round and round, because it's, it's going to be great. I, I don't even need to review it, really. I mean, I do, but I don't. <laughs> oh man! I mean, I got I got to tell from the looks alone. I think they've done their homeworks, but uh, I did a little bit of my homework on my side and the history of the whole like fuzz pedal and uh, solar sound as well. It's just so great. There's a super cool video out there. I think with um, by the guys from the the pedal show in conjunction with JHS yeah, yeah. Pedals and Josh, and they you know the video for sure. You I know, do, yeah. yeah. And that's like the a, a very good overview of the history. Yeah. And um, yeah, so so what's what's so special? Like for for those guys, the uneducated people like me, who are not that much into fuzz pedals. What's what's the what's the fuzz about? <sighs> Solar sound. I mean, number one, it's British, it's amazing, but it's one of the the OGs of the fuzz world. So um, of course we had the the maestro, um, which was I think the OG, but then we had the tone bender, which um, kind of. I don't want to say too much that but popularized fuzz and is a it's a it's a classic in, in the in the absolute true sense of the world word and it's the mark ii which is the most desirable of the tone benders um it's it's solar sound have actually or i don't know if it's still the same company but they've actually been reissuing them recently and i've i've they've been selling them for about 300 pounds i think 
and I thought about getting one, but I could not justify that. Now I'm hoping the Boss Wazacraft version will be around the 200, you know, sort of, so it's, it's slightly more affordable. Um, what I love about the, the TB2W is the chicken head knobs. Did you notice those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, they, they also pointed that out in their press release, so I found that pretty funny. <laughs> but it seems yeah. to be something that people are very, very, you know, caring about. They they want to have the chicken head knobs. Otherwise, it's not true. Now that the tone is in the chicken head. Yeah. <laughs> but it is cool. I mean, as, to my knowledge, that's the first boss pedal to have chicken head knobs from from hmm, stock, okay. from, from the factory. It's limited edition. We don't know how many it's limited to, like limited to four million pieces or something, probably. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> a limited limited production for sure. <laughs> it's it's got to be good. It, it's. I mean, I will get one on the channel. I will test it. I don't have an original tone bender. I did have a color sound fuzz back in nineteen ninety five. I didn't know what it was. Uh, I had two. And um, one worked and one didn't, picked up at a car boot sale and stupidly got rid of it. Uh, so, so upset. Just oh, quite literally gave it away. Set. Yeah, so yeah, another set pedal boy. story. Um, so what do you think, like, what, what's the price point of this pedal? Because they, they've announced that it's uh, going to be released in Q2 2021. Yeah, spring, spring but no 2021. Price no price looking at the other Wazacrafts. I mean, someone, let's go to the chat and maybe someone can guess the price. But uh, looking at the, the other Wazacraft pedals, I mean, the, the, the Metal Zone? How much was that Wazacraft? So, the, uh, let's have a look. so the, the Blues Driver was about 150 euros. The Metal Zone is 135 mm -hmm. euros. Uh, the Chorus is 194. So I'm expecting between excuse me between 150 and 200 i think if they if they right. go over 200 euros i think that's taking the michael a little bit uh mm -hmm. but yeah um there might even be someone in the chat who knows more than we do um so maybe he does <laughs> maybe he doesn't but uh yeah i'm super excited i i know not next to nothing about it but it's got to be good. Got to be good. <laughs> yeah, with that legacy, it better is. What I find funny is that it, it seems to be like a trend that the big companies they're teaming up with like smaller, more niche companies. We had, I think, the the Ang Angry Driver JJS mm -hmm. uh, together, the Angry Driver together with Boss as a 40th anniversary. Then with, of course, Ivanus Tube Screamer with Vamarim, and now we have this little cutie of a pedal. Yeah, interesting trend. Yeah. As you said, it's the it's the legacy thing, and uh, yeah. I'd like to know what Boss have added. You know what I mean? Because of course, putting it in a in a compact pedal format that automatically makes it easier to use than the original because it fits on your pedal board. Because um, mm -hmm. as you can see in the picture there, it's quite large. Uh, yeah. But what have Boss done to add? You know, what have they brought to the party apart from distribution, the name, the re reputation, the form factor? Wonder what sort of flavor they've put in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Humil says about 169 euros. Uh, Stefan says around 200. Sarang agrees that 169 is, is a great price. 
Um, also, a big shout out to McKeel because he's already done two super chats to help pay for better internet. So thank you, McKeel. We should, that, <laughs> we should so. put that towards a tone blender. I mean, internet. Yeah. <laughs> I think one one seventy bucks that would also be the ballpark uh, of the Angry Driver. So that sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah, the Angry yeah. Driver is an amazing yeah. pedal. Um, yeah. I, I love that pedal so much. I don't use it enough, if I'm honest. It, the problem is when I get the Angry Driver pedal out and put it in my rig, it doesn't leave my rig. And I'm like, I should really be <laughs> demoing some other pedals here. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the donation has worked. The internet is back. But it's not the Austrian internet, everybody. It's the German internet coming from Dan's place. Yeah, Nuremberg area. It's just crap. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, also, I want to yeah. say something else about Boss. They have announced the HM2W. So it's the, the heavy metal, the classic chainsaw pedal. Um, I haven't got any pictures of it because I, I kind of forgot. And there are no pictures of it. But um, the HM2 is having the Wazacraft treatment. They've opened it up to the public for suggestions. So there's a Facebook group you can go to and put your input on the HM2 Wazacraft version. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I would change. I'd probably just have one button that does everything maxed, which is the apparent only setting that people use. Uh, so, yeah, it's great to see the HM2 coming back, kind of. Gear, because I've got two HM2s, the Japanese and Taiwanese versions. I've been meaning to do a video about them. Go and announce the new ones. So it's going to seem like I'm jumping on the bandwagon, but I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> anyway, enough about Boss, Dan. Yes, yeah. let's, let's t take that away. Let's talk about um, I don't know this away. Let's talk about um, I don't know this. Oh yeah, hell yeah! What is this, Dan? Today, today was release day. The first new items for the twenty 2020, twenty twenty one Ivanus lineup have been released. Yeah, so a little bit of a head start for next year. And uh, this is the RG five in wonderful fluorescent orange. And this is the Emerald Green equivalent. Super nice guitars. Actually, um, it's part of the Genesis line. So these are super affordable made in Japan guitars. Um, they come with a um, bass from an RG. They come with a Super Wizard 5-piece neck, Maple Walnut. Um, and what, what I f find so interesting about those is the pickup combination, you know. Because uh, with the with the um, V8 bridge humbucker, which is a, a Nico 5-based pickup, and the ceramic uh, Infinity R pickup, which is a single coil-sized humbucker in neck position, it's really interesting that they kind of reversed what you would usually use. You know, everyone is putting ceramic pickups in the bridge position, pickups in the neck position, but here it's vice versa. And it's pretty interesting. And I'm also a big fan of the single coil-sized humbuckers. So that's a cool combination. And uh, I mean, the V8 dates back to the late 80s, early 90s, and this was like the first amazing pickup that Ivan has created. It was the V8 and the V7. V yeah, and I really like those. So talking about electric guitar pickup, because I, I, I just heard like hundreds of people screaming, no, we had the Super 58 and the Totally. I don't know why they called it Emerald Green. Because that's, that's it's like blue. You see the the matching um, dots. Yeah, the dots are blue. That's blue, yeah. <laughs> but it's called Emerald Green. Yeah, yeah, and the body is is blue too. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, a little bit too bright on the pictures because I I shot those a couple of days in the showroom, um, but um, it's it's very blueish. What's yeah. the orange one called? Shocking pink. No, no. 
<laughs> it's fluorescent orange. That's actually pretty oh, spot okay. on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and um, not to forget, those those uh, those two guitars, they come with the original Edge tremolo. So that's a big plus. I like... Yeah. Um, I love the RG series. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a classic, but also as a playable guitar, uh, it's just, it makes me play better. You know, it's so, it's such a, um, a well machined guitar that's, that it just feels right. And I think Jan and Alan were talking last week about the RG that it just, it fits the body right. And it's just small and pointy in all the right places, but it sounds great. I really mm -hmm. want to try those pickups because again, as you said, the, the ceramic and the, uh, Onika 5 seem to be reversed. That's that's a very strange choice. Um, is there any chance they're going to release one with a perloid pickguard? I don't know. Good. We'll I, hope, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I hope all the the perloid pickguards accidentally burn. Because <laughs> well, there were seen, some questions about. Sorry. Seen other. Uh, just back to my AZ. I've seen AZs with other color pickguards. You know. You know my bugbear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they look I made, great. I made a friend. promise. I made a promise. I'm I'm giving Andy a replacement pick guard for Christmas. So <laughs> I just imagine you two cut it out of cardboard and wrote "Happy yeah. now, Happy now, Andy," and that's what's going to be written. On. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely document that. <laughs> if you make one out All right, of cardboard, I'll, I'll put it on there. Promise. All right, cool. <laughs> there was a question about the MSRP. Um, low street price for this uh, for those babies is nine 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 each. So they come without car. They they don't only come like in a cardboard box. They come without kickback. They come without case. So uh, some people might ar argue. Uh, but for us, the price point was uh, was more important. So um, yeah, made in Japan, nine nine nine. That's a super cool new series, and it's like it's it's part of the Genesis collection. So we still have the RG five fifty, and now we've got the five sixty five. So this is like a a growing series, and I'm I'm yeah I'm very proud to have those guitars for next year. I hope the yeah. images aren't giving too many people neckache because for some reason they're rotating around <laughs> the wrong way. But you know yeah. I. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Would you like to look at the whoops, the nineteen ninety one catalog? Yes, please. Because there it's also it one of those those interesting things. It's it's kind of hard to see uh, on the on the right page. You see the blue guitar there. Should I make it a little bigger, Dan? Yeah, please make it great again. I'll make it. And that's a nineteen ninety one RG five sixty five with slightly different there specs. There we go. Well, I got a, Sorry, Dan. Yeah, so you see it's a basswood body, it's a one-piece maple uh, neck with a reverse headstock, so that's important. Uh, different pickups at that time, SB1 and HB2, but like I said, the V8 and the Infinity R, these are great pickups to work with, there's no doubt. It's a rock and roll guitar. But I really like that they are kind of reinvigorating those those old, old uh, classic designs. You know, it's not a one-on-one -on -one copy, it's just like a modern approach to that. Pretty much what they did with uh, with the Pia and the uh, you know and the gem. <laughs> Don't mention Pia because Pooh Ninja will go nuts in the chat again because they're all sold yeah, out. I know, all actually, sold actually, out. Actually, Dan, I had a moment this week, as you know, because I text you. I know we talk about the Pia a lot, and I know that uh, you know I was there when Steve announced it, and I know I should feel more connection with this guitar, but there was something I don't know why, something just blocking me between me and the Pia, where I just didn't. I got it. I just didn't feel it, you know. I didn't. I didn't have that <gasps> moment. 
And then uh, <laughs> I saw the green one that you posted on Instagram this week, and I, I scrolled down and saw it. Okay, then I had the moment that that. Okay, now I get it. I don't know what changed. Obviously, it's it's in me, but it changed, and I was like, damn. Now I've got to finance a peer, <laughs> or uh, or when we give one away, maybe I could win it. You know. <laughs> I think you already uh, throw your head into not gonna happen. <laughs> into the ring for another giveaway, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We, we probably shouldn't mention that. Um, I've got a video nope. to show. Do you, do you want to show this video? Yeah, please. It's, a, it's an acoustic video. Is that right? Yeah, okay. it's also a, another series uh, that that got debuted today. It's go, called then. the Advanced Acoustic Series, and I ask one of our artists, David Sailing, to play us a little bit. So here you go. Not a lot of people know him, but he's very, very good. So that's a cool new series. And uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I sent you a couple, a couple specs, and one of the one of the marketing uh, or the marketing slogans is it's five percent bigger for more sound and more richness. And it's pretty interesting to see because they did a like they came up with a different uh, body shape. It's called a grand uh, a grand dreadnought, and it's eight percent bigger. But the size itself is not really what what counts. Um, the, the projection is pretty good. So it's uh, really in between a grand concert and a dreadnought. So you got a lot of mids, but you still have a lot of bottom end and a lot of uh, highs. So you don't you don't lose any kind of frequency. And it's interesting. And Ibanez has started this year or, or even like last year with the Fingerstyle collection to build guitars for Fingerstyle players. You know, the ones that, you know, smack on the guitar and do those crazy, uh, crazy like drum noises. And, and this is also a series that fulfills those kind of needs. So it's ready for strumming. It's ready for finger style right out of the case. Um, and it's yeah, super interesting, very, very good series. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see what, what our artists will do with those guitars. That's pretty cool. So um, yeah. in that video, do you know if he was plugged in or was mic'd up or is there an internal mic in the guitar? What, what's going on? Uh, he was in this video. He was actually playing the flagship model. That was the AD three hundred series, and um, this guitar's got a um, magnetic pickup. You've probably seen right next to the neck. So it's a very small. It's a proprietary pickup, almost invisible, uh, invisible like from a distance. Um, so he was using this uh, in conjunction with the contact pickup that is um, under the top, and you can you can easily blend that into to get a very nice sound. So that's uh, yeah, that's very interesting because then you can dial in how much like how much boom you want from, for instance, from the top of the guitar, and you also have the magnetic pickup that that yeah very nicely chimes in. It adds a little bit of that you know almost electric guitar tone to it. Huh. So that's uh, very interesting. And also you have like a, a dual dual lineout. So this is also uh, like one of the key selling points for these guitars. Yeah. Yeah, interesting series. And they start like 
they start, you have the 100 series that comes even without electrics. It's just the body, so for pure natural sound. And then you have the, the 300 series with all the bells and whistles, so basically something for everyone. And uh, yeah, we're trying to like kind of recreate the recreate the, the the acoustic guitar, not trying to copy any other man manufacturer. Just you know, build something for today's musicians or even tomorrow's musicians. So they're they're, they're like bigger, it. right? I just want to clarify that they are bigger. The body's bigger. Grand Grand Dreadnought, you said. Yeah, correct. Grand Dreadnought. What kind of price? It's point slightly bigger, what, and it's all. What price would we expect to pay for the one hundred and the flagship three hundred? Well, the market kind of the market price is always fluctuating, but we're talking about between 500 to 900 euros in that ballpark, and we have more like the 170 series. So, and it's all. I mean, the specs are pretty uh, pretty spot on. You always have a solid solid top, either Sitka screws or Okume, and then you've got Okume back and sides plus the pickup systems. I think it's a pretty good deal because if you pick up any kind of like mid price guitar and you have to you know install a fishman pickup system or any kind of sophisticated system that is normally used for finger style you spend a lot of money just for the pickup system and for having someone install it and with those guitars you just buy them and you can start right away and this is like the beauty of it like if you're into i know tobias rauscher marcin pachawek john gom those kind of guys you go into the store and you you know bring a guitar home that you can just start practice on and that's that's like also the, the selling point for those guitars. That's USP. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, some people uh, would prefer not to talk about acoustic guitars, but I think that we should still be talking about <laughs> acoustic guitars. I think I, think <laughs> I enjoy acoustics. Um, I don't know about the people in the chat, yeah. but um, they seem to be quite popular. Um, and Sarang is now gassing for an acoustic for the first time in his life. Um, <laughs> excellent news. Well. Um, so yeah. we've got something bigger, and now we'll move on to our next section, Dan. Is that right? Is that all our news for today? Yeah, I think so. Then let's move on. Now, I have, I have something um, that is that I did not buy. I was sent, and um, I, I don't know if I have to send it back. I hope not, but um, from... Guitars that are 8% bigger to guitars that are about 60% smaller. In here, look at this. <laughs> this is an, an ukulele, uh, and I will jump between ukulele and ukulele, but um, that is a flight ukulele. Uh, that's a Centurion, and it's very obviously uh, a single cut. Paul style thing and I think it's brilliant and I, I played it earlier and ended up releasing something on uh, Instagram which was a cover of Sweet Child of Mine but played on this and um, I think I nailed the tone yep. or rather Agreed. T teamed up with the guitar uh, the ukulele sorry um, <laughs> look at that so just, just so you know look at this I'll get my my, my back Les Paul the people watching the video. Oh, bang, bang, bang. Right, here we go. Wow. It's like mother and child. Super cool. Most important question, how does it feel to play on a electric ukulele? Wait a minute, hang on. I'm just trying to... Just... Um, <laughs> 
it's it's odd. I mean, I, I am larger than the average bear, and this one is, is obviously very small. Um, I did set <laughs> it up. So when it first came out of the box, it was not not terrible, but the intonation was out, so it was not great. Um, but once I nailed the intonation, and then it, it feels really good. Um, <laughs> and it's still in tune. Awesome. Uh, it sounds great. It's as a, just unplugged. It sounds so rich, so full. So um, you know how when you want a guitar to sound good before you plug it in, uh, and then you know you've got a good one. Really good. They sent me another one which looks very familiar to a certain Ibanez guitar, and that one was not so good. Um, All right. Why is that? Is that construction-wise? Uh, construction-wise, the it wouldn't intonate properly, and also um, huh. it felt a little cheaper. So uh, I won't go too much into detail right now because, you know, I've got videos coming, but uh, um, I had to send that one back, <laughs> so I won't be featuring that one much. But this one... Yeah, um, yeah. Beautiful. It's lovely. So cute. <laughs> um, I even took it. Anthony. Anthony, yeah. <laughs> and then he just posted, he said, when it grows up, it'll get its extra strings. <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if it did? Yeah. <laughs> how, how, do, how did you um, tune the ukulele for playing Switch Out of Mind? It's ukulele tuning, so G-C-A-E. Oh, wow. But on mm -hmm. and it's a tenor ukulele, and the mm -hmm. G G string, the one nearest your chin, is normally tuned higher than than the next string. But this one is lower, so it confused me a little bit. But it sounded really good, and uh, yeah, it's, huh. it's tuned like an ukulele. So the feel should be not too different to a, a regular electric, then. No, it's, it's just like a low, it's just low a G. ridiculously um, narrow neck. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's but it sounds good. The the pickups sound good. The, you know, the, all the, oh. the knobs and everything turn. It's a set neck, which is surprising. <laughs> Spot on. I, I just think it's a. It's not just a a toy. It's a, it's an instrument. The other one, the uh, the Pathfinder, I think it's called, something like that. Uh -huh. I didn't gel with it. I didn't gel with it. It, it just. Maybe it was that particular instrument, but it just didn't work for me. This one, like, I just knew as soon as I opened the box. And they've got one coming in gold top. Oh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that. Oh, oh well, I've said it now. <laughs> We're going to beep it out in the podcast then. Nah, but you heard it, it here on live leave show. It, leave it, leave it. <laughs> um, All right. So, big question. Are you keeping that guitar or, the, or ukulele, or do you have to send it back? I don't know. The, the my only answer is is I don't want to send it back because I'm gonna rock out with that thing. I put it through the Marshall, um, what's it called, the Studio Vintage, the Plexi thing. It was just rocking. Uh -huh. um, it's oh. just so much fun. It, it's you have to kind of tame the top end with the tone knob, but it actually does respond as as a as a gift. You know, Christmas coming up. Um, it would be good, but they're not quite available yet. So we're looking at about another seven to nine weeks uh, for delivery. All right. But, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not just a toy. I want to really stress that. It is a really useful, fun instrument. And as a guitar player, um, I'd quite like to put it through the, the Boss uh, TB2W, Dan, if I'm honest. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a mission. So you, you, you talked about uh, that being a possible um, Christmas present. What's, what's the price point? I think 285 
all right that's not too too like too cheap no yeah. it's not cheap uh yeah. firstly flight ukuleles are great ukuleles they have something in in many different price points so i've got yeah. one that cost me 60 bucks and there's one uh ones that cost like 400 500 even even more i believe but mm -hmm. uh um they, they make good instruments is what i'm trying to say and mm. uh and for those of you that have watched, they're the same company, same parents as Jet Guitars, which I did the video uh, recently oh, wow. on the channel. Um, so there's a, you know there's a whole sort of uh, history there and a lot of experience with with the ukulele company going for Jet Guitars. So mm -hmm. um, it's new for me, but um, as an ex ukulele teacher, which I used to teach in school, I could see kids really wanting to to play that often. Sadly, there's none in for Christmas, but. Um, that might even be a prototype. I don't know. But uh, enough about ukuleles <laughs> and acoustic guitars. What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, <laughs> that was your new guitar day. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay, so I am uh, I am hoping that we get Anthony in the chat soon. Is there yeah. anything you'd like to, to talk about before we do that? Or should we just bring Anthony in? Well, don't tell my wife for me happened this week because i was like so busy i couldn't even buy something for me i was so busy like checking for christmas presents for the kids and the wife and at one point i was i was kind of struggling with i was looking for a like a, a small piano or a little a, a drum kit for for rosalie and it was so hard to find something and i was really like i was so in doubt with myself because there are so many offerings out there but they all are super crappy you know they they cost between 50 and maybe 200 bucks which is you know not little money but you can tell that it's not great quality. So I was yeah. really like, at some point I was almost pulling the trigger. I was like, okay, well then, you know, you can you can check it on your on your list and you have a present. But I just I couldn't justify like not just spending the money, but also like, you know, just purchasing something that is not made to to last like a year or so, and probably or possibly also doesn't sound great. So I'm still like looking for a nice like children's piano or or a little children's drum kit. Yeah, no, I was having a hard time finding something good. Did you already? Do you already have all the Christmas presents for your kids? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, almost is the answer to that. Oh wow! Uh, the hardest thing almost. is is obviously deciding on on what they would be, and then writing mm -hmm. to because we're in Austria, writing to the Christkind. Um, my daughter most wants a chemistry set. That includes mm. a white a white coat, protective gloves and protect uh, safety goggles, and glass things that you can mix colors in. To put her words into this. All right, all right. Uh, did you watch Did you watch Breaking Bad with her lately? Uh, not recently, <laughs> but you know she's only five, so we've only seen it once. All right, so, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right. Just to clarify, well, I know I know they're called test tubes. All right, just in case people are wondering if Andy's dumb, um, I like, but I just wanted to say in, in five year old speak. <laughs> Boom! Boom! So all right. um, I'm going to attempt Perfect to add Anthony to this. Yeah, which, please. Um, hey, hello. All right. <laughs> um, so the guys in the video can't hear you, Anthony. So just one okay. second while I add you in. No problem. I, you want to talk about the these Vi guitars we're building? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Please, yeah. yeah. So let's let's first a uh, um, let's first 
watch that video to give it a closer look at what the projects are that you're currently working on. And this is something for me, it was like the, the Swirl 2.0 kind of approach. It was a, when I saw it, my jaw dropped and it was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen something that beautiful before. So Andy, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Roll? Yeah, I can roll. I'm just going to have to go back to a different scene because it obviously crashed. So um, Anthony may disappear for a moment. Sorry, is it Anthony or Anthony? Uh, British people call me Anthony, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As a Brit, Anthony, sir. Right on. Um, yeah, so uh, we are here somewhere. You've got this wonderful video, and I just need to know where, where I put it. I, I can't add it in from now. I've got the actual downloaded video. Uh, Dan sent it to me. Oh, okay. So I'm going to add it very quickly. Okay. Right. And while we're waiting, I'll just let you know that Renee King, the woman who painted these guitars, I actually have both bodies right over here on the couch. She is in the chat. She's W-R-E-N-K-I-N-G. And uh, she uses that same username on Instagram. So you can reach out to her and ask about painting your guitar bodies as well. Wow. So we can actually talk over this if we wish. Okay. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. I, there's music with the video. I didn't know if people were hearing it I or just, not. But... They are, but I've just dropped it down a little bit so we can talk. Because I have okay, to say cool. that I adore what you've done with these guitars. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So obviously they're visually gorgeous. Uh, and Renee did an incredible job. She does something called acrylic pour. And she stacks a bunch of layers of paint in a cup and then pours it on the guitar. Normally, she's done this on the video's over. That's it's cycling now. But um, normally, she okay. does it on a on a canvas, and because a canvas is flat, you can manipulate it a little better. Mm -hmm. But because a guitar body is flat only in a few spots, there are a lot more difficulties. So she had to put um, she put in like a resin in all of the cavities of the body. Actually, I have the blue guitar without anything in it. One sec. Wow. <laughs> so lovely you can see the grounding foil in the guitar she filled all those cavities with this resin and then um and then had to paint it and deal with these curved surfaces mm -hmm. um, and the, the back is just as beautiful as the front now steve steve had said i don't want another swirl i want something you know one of a kind artistic and he gave us these bodies that Ibanez gave him for his own painting. You know how he paints his guitars. So mm -hmm. these are primed, real Ibanez bodies that Steve lent us. And um, electronically, this guitar has um, a pickguard <laughs> that's painted also, but it has Ed Heisler's custom wound, hand-wound pickups, as well as the new Luminator 3.3 uh, system which is available on his site. And I can get the other guitar. We call this one blue, and we call the other one red. I'll get red. <laughs> Did we say, is it Ren King that's that's Renee? That's right. Yeah. Because in the chat, she's saying it's not resin, it's silicon. Sorry, it's silicon. She's right. I'm wrong. I'm just uh, off winging it here, but here's the other guitar. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Man, look at that. That is, that is such a showstopper. It's, and these wow. are... Uh, there's copper paint in here, so you can tell in the video that it's um, highly reflective. And uh -huh. it, in fact, in this um, in this body contour right here, 
you can barely tell there's color, but in the right light, then all this color pops out and yeah. you can tell that it's painted. It's it's so it's such a trip. You can't really I even though I filmed that video in 4K, even though, you know, I got these really close shots, like you just can't do justice to how this guitar looks. And what's awesome about this one, and Steve hasn't played these yet, but Steve said he loved the Mad Hatter kit, but he was missing his original um, pickup configuration. So Ed built this three-way toggle here, uh -huh. and there's three modes. One is humbucker mode, and it's almost like it's all humbuckers, and it's almost like a Les Paul. Then the middle mode is strat mode, so it's just everything is single coils, and it's a typical strat pickup configuration. And then the front mode, I believe it's the front one, that is the Vi mode, and that's the standard Ibanez five-way configuration on a gem. So it's really almost like having three guitars built into one. And then this Luminator switch here, um, I can plug it in and show you. It lights up, but Steve has something called a treble boost on Evo. And Ed had originally built in a push-pull pot to do the treble boost. And this is the kind of thing that only Steve's ears can hear. So, like, <laughs> you know, like Ed and I are playing with it going, is it is it really working? You know, is it doing what it's supposed to? When we gave uh, the original Rene guitar, the white one with the red flowers on it, and Steve uh -huh. called it, he, you can find it on Vi.com. When we gave him that guitar and he hit that switch, he goes, you solved it. Or, you know, or when we gave him Evo, that's what it was. He could hear that that treble and he literally, his jaw dropped and he said, it's like Evo's got a new set of lungs. And um, <laughs> which was awesome because he said, I have for years been chasing down this way to, to cut out this part of the mid range. And so Ed's electronics were able to do that in Evo. So this guitar is kind of an evolution of what, what Ed put into Evo. And we do have a full video of um, what we did to the Evo, like Steve's original Evo guitar. Um, so if anyone wants to check that out, you can just search the Make Word Music channel. That is amazing. So Matt Hatter Guitar Products, that's the website where you can all find those modifications. Um, but what, what was the route to um, Steve discovering uh, Rene's art and deciding that he wanted to go with something? Or was that a suggestion from your side where you said, okay, Steve, if you're looking for something special, you know, you might want to check out this artist? Well, it's funny, my neighbor, story? well, Rene lives right across the street from me. <laughs> all right. So she's been doing this uh, acrylic pouring uh, for a while, and I said, hey, could you do that on a guitar? And she said, I, I don't know. And then we got Evo, brought Evo and actually it was in Flow 3, you know, his um, mm -hmm. with the Fernandez sustainer. We got both of those guitars from him at a concert unexpectedly. Like, it was the last tour of uh, show of the tour. It was in Phoenix, where I live. I told Steve, hey, you got to check out Ed's work. And he goes, well, why don't you just take Evo and Flow and put the systems in? It was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly we're leaving a concert with one of the most valuable guitars in the world. And yeah. um, <laughs> I think Ed said he wanted to take out like a new homeowner's insurance policy, you know, because <laughs> it would have been easier if he handed us literally a million dollars in cash because you can't replace Evo, but you can replace a million dollars, right? Yeah. So anyway... Um, 
after we dropped off Evo and Flo to Steve, he gave us these other guitars to play with. And, uh, and uh, I think at some point, Ed also got a Gem Junior, you know, the 555. And I had said, hey, Renee, could you, could you paint this? So we brought um, Flo, Evo, and maybe that Renee guitar. I can't remember how many times because I've known Steve a long time. I've been to his house. I lived at his house for a year, basically. So the I don't remember when we brought him the Renee guitar, but that's the one that she painted. That's the one at the end of my video. And um, it's got the red flowers. And then after we dropped those off with Steve, he was like, could you do this? Could you change that? I'd really like this. And Steve had a wall of different Stratocaster type guitars that he was playing with, including like a 1964 Strat that was worth 40 grand or something. <laughs> and uh, so that's when Ed was like, well, we could do a Strat, we could do a, a gem. And Steve's like, but what about, I want to get that humbucker tone. So that's where this guitar came in because it has every possible pickup configuration in it, plus the treble boost. And I don't know if you can see the Luminator switch, but if I just touch Aww. it, it turns are red or blue <laughs> that's a nice gimmick yeah it's it's a touch capacitive sensor and on this guitar it's a treble boost he told me what it is on the other guitar i can paste all of his specs into the chat awesome so yeah this so, guitar is a beast yeah the pickups i saw those those have some custom engravings are those evolutions are those utopias what kind of pickups are, are those these are the DiMarzio Valorum pickups. They are his custom pickups. They right. have the Vi, Vi logo with the, uh, you know, radiating lines. And Michael Mesker, uh, who I got to know through Steve 20 years ago, he designed those pickups. He also designed the ones that have all the, the fancy cutouts and everything. And he's been doing some cool stuff with DiMarzio. But yeah, Michael uh -huh. Mesker, he works for uh, the Zappa Family Trust now. All right. That is amazing. So, um, what what is what is going to happen with those guitars? Is was there a specific purpose that Steve wanted those to be designed for, or is it just no, to, to are, add to his collection? These are experiments. Uh, it's a good way for Ed to test out new stuff. Like the the Luminator switch was in Steve's guitar before he announced it as a product. Um, so Ed has he uses these as an opportunity to get really critical feedback and steve will just say no i don't like this he's not like a, a quiet consumer if you build him something he'll he he will exercise every single function um <laughs> so he like when we gave him the renee guitar i've got 20 minutes of footage i accidentally recorded <laughs> of him just going through every single dial turning every you know every switch playing with his amp and he's like you don't most people haven't been in the studio with Steve, but when he's playing, you just don't disturb him. And when he has something to say, he just looks up, he says it, and then he goes right back to playing. So Ed kind of like was going back and forth with Steve for a while and got the feedback he needed. But these mm -hmm. Luminator kits are available on the Mad Hatter Guitar Products uh, site. I don't believe this is available, um, but I do believe the one in the blue guitar is and if Ed shows up in chat, he can correct me. But just go to <laughs> madhatterguitarproducts.com and check out those products. We have the uh, 
we. <laughs> it's all Ed. <laughs> Ed has the product that um, went into Evo with the push-pull pot. Um, I think that's called the SVST system. It's all solderless, really in easy to install, and um, generally will sound much better than the components that will come in guitars that are stock. They usually are mm -hmm. using the lowest cost potentiometers or, you know, um, just thinner wiring. So he's got thicker gauge wiring. He's got custom designed pots. He uses uh, the highest quality jacks and everything. So if you've got like a 1991 Ibanez RG where the pickups or the pots are cracking when you, <laughs> you know, adjust the vol volume knob, that's normal. But he, uh, after 20 years, you know, he, you put his kit in and you get just top notch sound. Wow, that's that was me talking a lot. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> all good, all good. We're Not just staring at. That. All right. <laughs> I was hanging on every word, so that's this awesome. is not often that I'm quiet. But that was a great not not just a story, but uh, um, information. And I can tell you, you know, you're you're totally emotionally involved, which is always the most important thing to me. Um, awesome. Facts, you know, facts are facts, but emotions—that's where I'm at. So yeah, yeah, I. I'm more of a connector, you know, like I play the guitar. I love the guitar. I have, I don't know, five or seven Ibanezes. I even have the RG9 here with a, you know, the nine string RG with the Mad Hatter kit in it. Like I like, I just love the guitar, but Ed's an inventor and Renee is an artist. And Steve is obviously, I think uh, Thomas Nordeg calls him the high priest of guitar. So, um, <laughs> You know, to bring these three people that I know together to do something collaborative is just awesome. And that's what I do with Make Word Music. I just try to bring cool people together and shine a light on the work they do. Yeah, such a cool project. I mean, this is all you could wish for to bring to bring those artists together and to create something that is so unique. And so, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just jaw dropping. And uh, like I said, everyone is just staring at it and they can barely believe what this basically is it's not just a gorgeous looking guitar but it's also one of the most sophisticated guitars when it comes to the switching mm -hmm. um so and i'm i'm, I'm super super uh, excited to or I'm, I'm waiting to see steve perform with this guitar because you know he's got his ps and he's super happy with the ps but every now and then he throws in you know a, spe a special guitar during a show or during a, a live stream and i can't wait to see him play this very guitar so yeah yeah I, I, no, Anthony, I think you've, you've it's got awesome. To go soon, so um, I, I'm yeah. definitely not kicking you out, but I, I don't want to keep you any longer. Do you mind if we just show that video again and you just see if you can talk us through it? Because people are asking, yeah, of the course. Chat, they want to see it again. No Here's problem. The and the video is on my channel, so you can check it out. Uh, so, yeah, you see the copper paint in the lower left with the Valorum pickups. Here you can see that it's not like a typical swirl paint job that Renee did. On this one, I believe she had used a, like a toothpick or like a stick to move the paint around on the guitar body. Uh, oh, she right. doesn't, it's not a dipped guitar. They actually paint, she pours the paint on and she does all sorts of things to get unique effects that you don't get in a normal swirl. Yeah. Um, and then she sprays a resin on the top of it as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very unique finish. The swirls, you dip the guitar in and then you kind of move it back and forth and pull it out. You don't get yeah. the kind of variations that you'll get in what Renee did. These are truly one-of-a-kind uh, instruments. Every swirl is a one-of-a-kind. I'm not, not you know, t down talking a swirl, 
But what Renee is doing uh, is a much more calculated and effortful thing. Sorry, it's not just taking the body, yeah, putting it the, in. The white that one. Flowers. That's, the, that's, that's the one. That's the one Steve called Renee. I have another guitar with way more footage of that. Or I have another video with way more footage of that guitar. I'll send it to you. All right. We can share it with the guys then. Yeah, I would love to. Super cool. Do you, do you know how much how much time does it take, Renee, to to um, to paint a guitar like this? <laughs> That's a tough one because um, I don't think she would have an answer because I think she redid this guitar like three or four times. Uh, oh, wow. We have, we have literally a pile of uh, template bodies that she tested on that I brought to Steve and he was like, okay, I like this. I don't want that. And, uh, I actually, I built this studio with Renee's husband, um, in my backyard and the extra two by 12 wood that's in the ceiling that we didn't use ended up becoming all those body templates. So <laughs> let nothing go to waste. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, wow. So I, I think she would probably say if it's a, if it, if the body is primed, you know, if it's mm -hmm. ready to be painted, uh, she could probably get one done in a couple of hours. And then there's the, you know, the, the putting the finishing touches on it, the resin and all that stuff. But really reach out to her. She's the expert. Renee, you can share your contact info on the uh, in the chat or just Ren King, W-R-E-N-K-I-N-G um, on Instagram. You can direct message her. And then obviously Mad Hatter Guitar Products, they have quite a following. Just go to madhatterguitarproducts.com, check out their products. Steve's right on the front page. I think you click click on his face and you go to his kits. Yeah. Amazing. Do that right now with, with Renee. There she is. <laughs> Boom. We'll, we'll definitely take her um, as soon as we release the episode and also on Instagram. If, if I've cut the podcast, we'll definitely tag her so that people can reach out to her if they, if they want to have a guitar painted and i i sent out the video like i sent out the video link to a couple of ibanez artists and they were all like oh my gosh this is so inspiring <laughs> yeah I, I jen actually she and i need we were texting about it and uh we need to get something set up for her but um i do have an interview video that i filmed with renee and ed here in the studio and i will be releasing that hopefully in the next few weeks right, i have to go i've good. got to go do my own live stream thank you so yeah, much no guys problem. Send, it, send us the you. links, man, and we'll, we'll share them for you because that's a truly yeah. interesting project. Thank you. She's going to do my RG9. We're probably going to um, film that whole process, so we'd be happy to both. I mean, she could just have crossed the street and come here, but um, we'll, we'll have to maybe get all three of us on uh, another episode or something. Oh, that would be amazing. I'd love yeah, to. Yeah. I'd love to. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for Thank your time. You. Thanks, Thanks, for your time. everyone Bye -bye. in the chat. Bye. So Anthony's gonna hopefully um, hang up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. There he's gone. Oh um, man! Wow, that is some some guitar porn, man. That's that's like next level uh, modding, next level paint job. It's beautiful. That was also next level guitar stories telling. Yeah. Holy moly. <laughs> well, you know, I go to Steve's house every Steve now and then. Here. He gave me Evo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is insane. Imagine you go home with two two uh, guitars of your, of your uh, guitar hero, and he hands them to you and goes, "All right, do your thing with it." <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, but I guess I mean I know that that say Evo, for example, is is worth so much money, but to Steve, it's 
just another guitar, you know? And and Steve does not seem like the kind of guy that sort of stands still and, and just continues yep. doing the same old, same old. It seems like he's always uh, innovating and always trying to push things a little bit further. Me talking as if I know what I'm talking about. I don't. It's just an, uh, <laughs> an observation of what the man does. But yeah, yeah. beautiful stuff. Um, I think I, I wouldn't yeah, even wow. I wouldn't even assume that he's not emotionally involved uh, into into the guitars because sometimes he retires some instruments. Yeah, but he's more like it's always music first, and then comes the gear. And the you know achieving a a certain tone is part of the process. It's not just like you know, it's not just like you reach the tone and then you know you you cross the checklist. No, it's like the process. It's like a almost a meditative approach for him. And yeah, I mean. Like you said, he's a guru. He's the the guitar guru, yeah. the high priest. The high priest. <laughs> yeah. Dan, we um, right. we still have a few things to go over today. Um, sure. We will not leave away Mandalorian talk, of course. We will always uh, complete that in a moment. But we have the first part of the giveaway. Yes. So, uh, as I mentioned before, the Guitar Stories podcast is sponsored by Bulldog Music Gear in December 2020, and they have sent us something to give away. And um, did you, Dan, did you decide on some way we're going to give this away? Because we want to make it fair for everybody. You did? Yeah. Excellent, because I, I kind of yeah. uh, forgot. Yeah. So I'll show you what it is first. Um, so... That's the guitar. It's not the guitars. Okay, so don't don't get too freaked out. It's not those guitars. It's that the hanger. So mm. we're giving away uh, a guitar hanger, which is made out of aluminum, aluminium, and um, that's that's an anti grav one that just happens to be rotated. Um, I've got one. It's a, a freestanding one. I've got. We're giving away the wall hanger, and I have one of those also. Whoops, there's Anthony again. <laughs> right here. Um, it's in this box. And the one I have is red and comes with a safety clip. Uh, I haven't actually taken it out of the box yet. So it's got that brand new box smell. There's there's a bit of ASMR. <laughs> For all our ASMR freaks. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do a review on the channel, but there is something I would like to say about this uh this hanger this is the red one which kind of looks like it should be on red dwarf you know what i mean <laughs> looks like a part of a, a... yeah yeah um, very, very steampunky to it be honest. is um, um, yeah. you've got this uh making a hell of a mess of this now but um it's got where is it the, these things and these are felt uh, circles that if you if you if you're on the podcast the audio version of this then check out Instagram because um, it's got felt circles that go on the hanger so it doesn't react with nitro and it doesn't react with any awesome. paint uh, because with the rubber awesome. stuff you can get which there are some great wall hangers there but these ones don't react with your paint and the thing that I really like about this is it's got one screw to install which may not seem like such a big deal, but if you've ever tried to hang a guitar on the wall with two screws, um, and if you're maybe not too cool, you might get a little bit wonky. Yeah. Not with this one. So this is basically for, for this is basically for home improvement idiots. Yes. Like um, me. 
Yeah, and it, it comes with everything. So you've got the plug that goes in the wall, and the screw that goes uh -huh. in the wall is also the screw that attaches to there. So there's one piece. Wow, that's a massive screw. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, so I know it's, um, and I'll say this with care, it's only a guitar hanger, but I am excited about it because it, it seems like a, a really good one. And, you know, I've run out of other fun things to buy this Christmas. So we have one to give away. Uh, I think, I think the winner can choose the color. I'm not sure. But Dr. Dan. Yeah. How can someone walk away with one of these, please? All right. I'm I'm correct that uh, we, we are giving it away at the end of December. Correct. So you got to watch the next three episodes, and you had you, I mean you basically already have watched this episode. So it's four episodes, and then you can win this. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. So we need so we need a there will be a a sentence that is the solution to um, or that allows you to participate. And uh, today's keyword is the last name of the wonderful artist that created the custom guitars for Steve Vai. Oh, so the artist, not the electronics, the artist. Nope, the artist. Oh, that's good, that's good. You might have to rewind this podcast if you weren't listening properly, like I wasn't. But, Spoiler uh, alert, you can you can check out Instagram and go type in Renking, W-R-E-N-K-I-N-G. I'm gonna yeah. look at I'm gonna look right now to see how long that takes. It takes literally seconds, Dan. People could do this in seconds. But here's the thing, if you go to her account, you see all the, the magic she creates, so you get a better look of her artistry. Isn't yeah. it nice? It, it's really also she does like the pottery stuff as well. It's really it's not just guitars, you know? Nope. Nope. She's a true artist. Wow. Um, to, there's a question in the chat about the hanger. Can you rotate it for things like Telecasters? Yes, it, it completely rotates that way depending on the angle of the guitar. So if the guitar is hang, hanging down on that one side, it will rotate. Um, yeah, I, um, I stand by those, those hangers. They're really good. Uh, and it, it, one thing, if I'm going to, to knock it a little bit, it, it doesn't have anything that you know, stops the guitar coming off, which is why okay. there's an optional lock that goes on there, um, but you will be winning the lock as well. Courtesy. I love the I love the felt idea. Here. It's it's really great. It's really great. It kind of makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? And you you can add and absolutely. Yeah, you can buy replacements if something goes wrong. But uh, yeah, um, I stand by them. I've got one. It's it's really nice. In fact, behind me just here, that's going to get replaced with these bulldog hangers, and my nitro guitars are going to go on there. There we go. Awesome. So once again, what was the question, Dan? The complete the sentence. This week it is. Well, we have like it would be four. the The solution would be like four words, and the first word is the last name of the artist that created Steve's custom guitars that we just saw. Right. There you go. Right. All right. Well. <laughs> Groku. 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 So, spoiler, I think we can do spoilers now for Mandalorian because it's been out quite a few days. If you haven't watched it, then spoiler alert. Um, this is an artist formerly known as The Child. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Baby Yoda. A.K.A. Baby Yoda. A.K.A. <laughs> Rogu. Yeah. How do you like the name? I, I, it, 
I was shocked when they announced the name. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I totally was. It's like when someone says I love you when you're in a relationship and you're not there yet, you know? I was totally, um, <laughs> totally um, confused because, I, oh, 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 yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting it. I kind of got a bit sad because I'm like, does he need a name? <laughs> Child. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not 100% sold on the name, but I think that's because if if they named him Yoda, and I pretend that Yoda didn't exist, if they named this Yoda, we go, Yoda, what is a stupid name? But because yeah. we know the name Yoda, because we know these names and they're forced upon us from the beginning, then um, then I think that's different. But Grogu, it, it, it's very Star Wars-y. How do you feel about yeah. it? I, I found it a little bit silly. Like first when I heard, it, I was like, "Did someone just cough?" <coughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, the the female Yoda is called Yaddle. So yeah. how much better is that? It's almost like yodeling or something. So I, I can live with Grogu, but I think for the majority of, of Mandalorian fans, it will still be like either Baby Yoda or the child. Yeah. Mark the child. I think I saw it on the Lego on the Lego wow. boxes that not no longer that no longer say the Mandalorian. They say the Mandalorian and the child. So TM. that's a big thing, obviously. Yeah, TM, yeah. correct. Yeah, but... biscuit. <laughs> Use the force. Use the force. I wonder, actually, like, honest question. I wonder what happened to Grogu during the Clone Wars. Like, what happened when, when Anakin walked into the Jedi Temple? Where was Grogu? Was he, like, taking oh, a dump? 66, yeah. And can call him the night before and tell him, ah, don't go to the temple tomorrow. <laughs> just... I don't know. But, I don't um, know. I was... I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I hope they explain, but also hope they don't give us some kind of bullcrap explanation, you know? So far, The Mandalorian yeah. has not really disappointed me as a whole. Some of the episodes have not been life-changing. But um, as a whole, as a concept, it's really made me happy. Please yeah. don't mess up that. Yeah. Actually, oh. it's a good point that you that you bring up the episode itself. Um, everyone was so super psyched about uh, the last episode. And I got to say, as a as an episode, like as a plot, I think it was a very lackluster lackluster episode. It was really down to the aesthetics of Ahsoka being that kind of, you know. Is she a Jedi or semi Jedi or whatever? Because she's she's obviously not like a real Jedi because she got rejected from the order. But I mean she does she does all the you know, all the, the fighting with so much grace and it's just like she's a Jedi. To me she's a Jedi. Let's just say she's a Jedi. I, I absolutely but that was just, consider her one. Yeah. It's like a stealth Jedi. He's so she's so super cool and super smooth and the way she fights and uh, with the double the dual uh, lightsabers that are white. Yeah, it's. I think it was a good choice to kind of move her into like the real, uh, real life action, and, and and you know take her out of the Clone Wars and just being a a, a cartoon character. I I have to bring in Sarang from the chat right now because he's saying that yeah. uh, Grogu was taken away and kept in hiding, uh, which they did mentioned in the episode but i want to know how i want to know by whom and and what for Correct. and you know what was the what was the decision to do that and also he says that white sabers means she uses the force but is neither jedi nor sith so yeah yeah that's what i uh, thought like she yeah. 
she's kind of on the on on the edge of of society and also of the order. So, what, what I, I, I love what the I particularly... episode. I, I I agree with you. It wasn't particularly um, a the story wasn't exactly um, again life changing, but there was so much fun, and that's what I love about the Mandalorian. It's just it's just serving the fans and uh, just giving great entertainment. And even though some people are complaining that it's linear storytelling. I like it. It's it's old style storytelling. It's it's this Western kind of. I don't. It just it just ticks all those boxes for me. It's it makes me happy, and no one's gonna dump on that. <laughs> no, it's old school. It's old school, but that's what what I also like about it. And you know what? When I, when I saw Ahsoka wielding those dual lightsabers, I was just imagining Grogu doing the same once he grows up. I, I got quite touched when she so said, um, "I got touched when she said, uh, you're, you're a dad or something.' She, you're a dad with a child, you know. So it, it's the second time I think that someone's referred to him as being a father. Yeah. But, you yeah. Know, whenever when the Mandalorian's when he's walking around like that, holding holding him, I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh my goodness, so cute. <laughs> yeah. I I honestly hope that they can kind of get some get some traction on the on on the overall arc to to kind of get some drive into you know the rest of the story because mm -hmm. you know there's not a lot to tell but holy moly Thrawn as like the ultimate end boss <laughs> in the Mandalorian oh I was so happy I I gotta say I I love the novels by uh, Timothy San and um, I'm I'm super happy that they now you know. They took Thrawn and now um, threw him into the official Disney canon, and, and this is yeah, great so because then he will be an actual character, and we'll get some Thrawn action. I haven't yeah. done the novels, so I only know from you know, so from look outside looking in. But knowing that there's so many different versions, and ca this is canon and that's not canon, and knowing mm -hmm. that that's in the Mandalorian, I think like we say in the universe now, you know, it's like it's like with Marvel universe, they totally kind of what they wanted with that and that's in that <laughs> universe but it's an x-men universe but not in marvel and now to have so much possibility in the mandalorian and something that i text you was that from i've recently gotten to reddit as you know down but if you if, if mm -hmm. you're listening or watching this if you know what reddit is then great if you don't then i don't know what it is either but it's they, they say it's the front page of the internet and i just <laughs> i'm having a lot of fun hanging out i used to be into nine gag but 9gag just seems to be reposting Instagram and Twitter stuff these days. It's become too mainstream, you know? I'm trying to, you know, get back <laughs> to my roots. And, and Reddit's where it's at. Anyway, in the Mandalorian subreddit, um, someone posted that uh, there's no canon death for Jar Jar Binks, meaning that Jar Jar Binks <laughs> could show up in the Mandalorian. <laughs> and I would absolutely love to see a slight, like, oh, like maybe a one-eyed, slightly bitten off whatever those dreadlock ear kind of things are, sort of, sort of war-scarred Jar Jar, just coming in and, and doing his thing. Oh, wow. All right. I, I see. I know that that's not going to be a popular opinion, but I'd really like to see it. <laughs> but not the, not, not the Jar Jar that we met in episode one, but a Jar Jar that has been through some stuff, you know, like a, like a Walter White kind of experience. And, uh, you know. Yeah, me, me so happy. <laughs> What's that you so saying? Huh? <laughs> General General Binks of the New Republic says Serang in the chat. That's what I'm saying. Imagine 
<laughs> Imagine how much. I mean, that would that would break the internet, surely. Yeah. And if they're not doing it, I'm sure that John Favreau listens to this podcast and he's thinking about it now for season three. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I mean, uh, that's that's a great that's a really great theory. But I um, just want to come back to Thrawn because um, Thrawn was in Rebels already, so I think General Thrawn was already or Grand General Thrawn was already uh, part of the canon. But again, like taking him into the real life action is just a, a stroke of genius, mm. and I'm looking looking forward to see how they implement Moff Gideon and Thrawn, and uh, the whole like uh, um, laboratory kind of scenario, and, and you know build that kind of arc that everyone is looking for to have that a little bit more drive, you know, because last episodes they were a little bit slower in pace and also in, in driving the story itself. Um, but there's so much in store in the future. And I think they already confirmed season three and season four, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm really excited to see what it, what's waiting did for you, us. Yeah. Off camera, did you not say that they've decided on an end? You know, like there's not going to be maybe 10, maybe 15 seasons. Was it you that I was talking to about this? Mm, no, no. I think uh, for, for the Obi-Wan Kenobi spin-off, they decided that it's only supposed to be six or eight episodes, if I'm not mistaken. But I think Mando, I mean, that's a cash cow. But also, I like the idea of them saying it's only going to be five seasons, or there's a mm. there's a point to the end, there's an end, you know, a goal. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Next week's guest, John Favreau. <laughs> Taking it back to Christmas, I watched um, the there's Christmas movies that made us on Netflix today. I caught a bit of that while I was having my lunch. And uh -huh. John Favreau directed Elf with Will Ferrell. And oh, wow, I, I didn't know that. Was, <laughs> no, it was his second ever directing uh, job. And it's a really interesting show on Netflix, uh, the, the Christmas mm -hmm. movies that made us. I'm pretty sure it's, that's what it's called. And um, yeah. it goes into how Elf was a, a team of nobodies that made one of the greatest Christmas movies ever. Um, yeah. Yeah, so is John that, Favreau. Is that your your Christmas movie, or what's your, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Like the one you you have to watch. Die right? Hard. Every other movie you know can go, but this one you got to watch before Christmas. Die Hard. Die Hard. It's not Christmas <laughs> until Hans Gruber falls off the Nakatomi building. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I know that some people, including Bruce Willis, say that it's not a Christmas movie, but I watch it every Christmas alone with some christmas goodies um and eat and drink too much and enjoy watching uh welcome to the party pal and all that sort of stuff <laughs> I, I love it. It, it it's a life-changing movie for me what's your what's your favorite christmas movie uh i gotta say like uh when i was a child or a teenager also die hard but now with the family i also like actually love because it's got such a good and almost no, not almost, but such a good and a British sense of humor, you know. Well, Love Actually is my a, my favorite movie. Oh wow! Okay. So I mean that changes daily, but I, I can't have a favorite. But um, yeah, but that yeah. Love Actually is such a beautiful movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So well, welcome to Guitar <laughs> Stories podcast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's interesting because I'm not sure if everyone is aware that uh, uh, Andrew Lincoln from uh, um, The Walking Dead is also acting in, in Actually Love. And there's the zombie thing, yeah. or the, the mummy, isn't it? Until you look like this. And then 
Yeah. <laughs> Kieran Knightley has a really annoying face in that movie. I don't like her yeah. face in that. She yeah. really, her, her, not her face, but her expressions. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very limited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got to say, it's a very romantic scene once he pulls out the cards and, you know, he has the, the Christmas singers. You know, that's a very nice scene. So if you haven't watched Actually Love, do it and uh, do something good for your soul. And then watch Die Hard and do something, you know, for Andy. For Andy. Yeah, think of me when uh, when watching Die Hard and he's crawling through. <laughs> totally off topic what? now. I read the book that Die Hard was based on, and that book is rubbish. How's that called? I can't remember. Something that isn't, <laughs> something that isn't Die Hard. Something... <laughs> but a Die Hard about the, the making of Die Hard that's also on a Netflix show somewhere and uh, that was all they were making that they're making it up as they were going along which is why there are actually so many mistakes in the movie and I think can I give away a spoiler to Die Hard you know now it's been a few years probably you yeah. know when he's fighting Carl and he manages to to wrap him in the chain and then swing him along and he hits the wall bang and then in the next scene, Bruce Willis is kind of like oh, oh, recovering. Carl sat next to him in the background, just off the side of him. He's not even in the background shot. He's the actor just sort of, sort of sat there. <laughs> so next time when you watch Die Hard and he raps Carl and John McClane raps him smack, and then John McClane has a little sit down. Watch on the right hand side of the screen. You see the actor that plays Carl just kind of hanging out. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh, cool. And Sarang just pointed out the book's name is called Nothing Lasts Forever. Thank you, Sarang. Thank you for Googling that for us. Um, I, I recommend you read the book because, you know, the more diehard you can get in your life, the better. But um, the movie certainly, <laughs> don't expect the movie. The movie is certainly a, a little bit extra. A little je ne sais quoi. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend. Yes. I think that was a very interesting episode for this week. Yeah, I mean, um, it's Tuesday. It's Guitar Stories Podcast Day. We're going to release audio very, very soon because we got a bit late last week because of my, my illness. Apologies. Um, but here I am, force sending you the audio files. Awesome. Thank you very much. They'll be available tomorrow, hopefully. And I thank everyone who joined in the chat. Thanks to Anthony, who's apparently now live on his own Facebook channel. Mm. <laughs> we might enter that afterwards. Uh, also, thanks to Renee. Check out her account. She's great. And uh, yeah, looking forward to next week. Let's see what's in store then. Thanks so much for taking time to spend the evening with us. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Dan. <laughs>